As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, so uh, welcome to tonight's uh, edition of Jay's Analysis. And uh, yes, I'm on the road. So you either get the background noises of cars and you have to put up with it or nothing at all. So that's what you got to deal with. So here we go. Tonight's topic I decided would be soft power. A lot of people don't know what this is, and it's crucial to understanding the modern world because it is really the theory of international relations coined after the Cold War by thinker Joseph Nye, a very important Clintonista, Clinton um, administration figure. Uh, He's a John Kerry connected person, um, Harvard graduate, international relations, geopolitical kind of person who really wanted to uh, coin, uh, basically foist this idea of American uh, exceptionalism in the face of supposed American decline at the end of the Cold War. So in 1990, Nye wrote his famous essay about soft power. And this comes on the, uh, as we said, after the demise of the Soviet Union. And we need to understand this because it is really the next phase in how we got to where we are nowadays. And so if you want to understand and understand how it is that the world today is governed by the Fortune 100 and not by the nation state. A big part of that obviously was, of course, the whole 20th century and different elements within the 20th century, such as the two world wars and the uh, Cold War. The Cold War is what really put us into an international order, uh, at least what we now think of as the international order. And the way that came about was after the 
demise of the Soviet Union, the victory of Americanism and neoliberalism led to the implementation of a new power relation that Nye called soft power. And as the kind of background man in the Clinton administration and then also having an uh, an influence in the Obama administration and with both Clinton and Obama using the phraseology of soft power and then eventually under Obama uh, this uh, terminology of smart power as well these two ideas will combine to give us really the uh, the dominant American uh, ideological approach to international relations and geopolitics since the Cold War and what this means in short, and we'll get to defining all the terms here in a moment. And uh, since I'm on the road, obviously this is just kind of going to kind of be an overview. We'll probably do a better Global Elites books talk on this, since this perfectly fits in with the uh, writings of the elite. Of course, what this does is that uh, this basically puts us in a corporate governance. And even though the text is not literally about corporate governance or a uh, private secret corporate governance, it's more or less hinting at that, referring to that in passing, and assuming that that will be the case. Because it's actually literally about the uh, dissolution of relevance for the nation state, even though, according to Nye, the nation state still has a role to play. It's about the stepping into the background of the nation state while the international orders come to the fore. So internationalism is really the underwriting philosophy of this and international power structures that cooperate to enforce the, at this time, Americanist neoliberal new world order, which as we know nowadays is actually kind of shedding its snakeskin and giving away, giving way to the full on new world order, which is the future phase that we seem to be going into. And because uh, the soft power phase seems to have kind of served its use, a lot of people think that it might be going away in the sense of Nye's defense of American, uh, an American role as a great power in a sort of more multipolar world. So to understand soft power, we have to understand uh, in terms of internationalism, international relations, excuse me, the notion of Realism and neo-realism in uh, socio-political philosophy, and in the late '70s, uh, neo-realism was was dominant at that period of the Cold War, and this gives way to well, one of the philosoph- one, one of the assumptions there is that basically the world needs to be structured in a way as to combat anarchy and to combat the possibility of warfare. The philosophy of liberalism in this sense, we're not talking about social uh, right, right-wing stuff. We don't mean left-wing stuff. We don't mean um, Democrats and that kind of stuff. We're talking about international relations connected to neoliberal philosophy. So, well then, what is liberalism if we're talking about neoliberalism? Liberalism identifies one main problem in international politics, which is war. To solve this, it proposes three solutions. Democratic institutions that liberals argue would be the peaceful way for all states to no longer have war but to cooperate basically on the ba- on the basis of homo economicus economic man that economics would be the key to why no one would even have the incentive to go to war so the great the more victory there is for democratic capitalism the less possibility of war 
thus interdependence for this economic system is what is intimately connected to internationalism, international trade, and by extension, international institutions. So money becomes the chief factor here, and you can see why this would begin to give way to neoliberalism and a facet of neoliberalism from Nye known as soft power. And so, uh, again, just kind of a little bit of the background before we get to the actual essay that Nye wrote. The idea here being that the... um, the relevance of the theory of Nye is that it has to eventually be combined with smart power, which is the uh, combination of, well, first we should define, I guess, soft power. Soft power is the idea of using um, culture, using economics, using ideology as a way to basically seduce uh, global actors into being on your side. And so this might come in the form of Hollywood. It might come in the form of propaganda. It might come in the form of, uh, you know, look at how, look at my freedom we got in America. Right? These are all examples of soft power. It might come in the form of economic incentives, right? IMF plans. It might come in the form of loans and debt. All of these are forms of soft power because they are an exercise of power. But they're exercises of power. They're not uh, primarily military or combative. And so soft power then can be combined with smart power, which is the usage of both hard and soft powers to be the most effective. And one of the examples Nye gives is propaganda. Propaganda is a form of soft power. Now, the reason this is uh, most relevant to what we talk about in the Global Elite series is precisely because, according to Joseph Nye, this is the justification for the international order. Because the Soviet Union versus the West in this bipolar, dualistic, uh, dialectical East-West tension of several decades in the Cold War has gone away, now we have to have a new order, which is either a hegemonic U.S. multipolar world or uh, the full-on globalist international order where we're just directly under straight-up UN or international bodies. And it's my contention that we are moving into the latter phase of that. So the debate between uh, the Americanist New World Order or the Americanist exceptionalist version of the New World Order, whether neocon or liberal Democrat, Clinton type, whether you're Bush or Hillary Clinton, uh, now it would seem that these things are even fading away into the straight-up international order where the, the, the nation-state basically has little to no relevance. And so the entities that represent the international institutions as, that come about as a result of the resolution of the Cold War dialectic are entities like the World Trade Organization, the IMF, um, UNESCO, these kinds of things. Now, they predate the Cold War, but really they come to the fore as the long-term intended entities that will run the planet, basically. So, uh, Nye talks about different possibilities of multilateralism, multipolarity, but basically, um, Nye succeeded in putting together the assertion of the preeminence of the United States with the liberal theory of the multilateral international system. He used a three-dimensional chess model and on the top of the chess power, chessboard was the U.S. military power, which is hegemonic. 
On the economic board, it is multipolar, even though the U.S. place is first amongst this hegemony. And then uh, third, well, on the bottom of the chessboard, is transnational relations are a dispersed power where there's not one necessary leader. So kind of concentric circles, basically, with the United States in the center. And then um, the analysis that I'm reading is a uh, introduction to a master's thesis on geopolitics by... Well, actually, it doesn't have his name. So, or the printout that I have doesn't have his name. We're going to look at the night. Uh, Maxime Gomishan. And this is found at Executive Intelligence Review. You can look up the uh, introductory essay, Dose of Nine on Soft Power. And then we're going to look. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.